How is everyone doing? Welcome back to another episode of The Banker Next Door. I am your host, Dr. Joe Berquist. Today, I wanted to talk to everybody about relationship banking. Um, at the core of every community bank, uh, and yeah, I mean, I guess you could say, you know, at the every, not every bank in this country, but most banks in this country, at their core, the entire banking model is built around the idea of relationship banking. You know, what does what does relationship banking really what does that mean at the end of the day? Well, it means that you want to try to get the total relationship with any customer, meaning that you want to lend them money. You want to also have their, their deposit relationship. Uh, you want to handle any kind of payment things that they may be involved in, whether they need uh, cash management services, you know, lockbox. Um, you know, any kind of payment services, credit card machines, things of that nature. You know, you want to try to handle the entire relationship for that customer. You know, you want to be able to provide them with online banking, uh, with mobile deposit, all these kind of features that you have out there. And the, the reason being is that you want that relationship to be as sticky as possible. You want to try to, you know, you want to try to, uh, I hate to use a term like put as many hooks into the customer as possible, but you, but you want to, you want to make it hard at the end of the day for that customer to leave. You know, you also want to make that a very well-rounded relationship for the bank because it really plays key in profitability. And I, I saw this great article here that I wanted to share with everybody. So this is from, uh, this is coming from bank director, and this is an article called the time to recommit to relationship banking is now. Uh, by combining traditional fundamentals with modern data technology, bank leaders can protect and deepen their most profitable relationships while positioning their banks as trusted advisors. So, and this is uh, written by Scott Earwood, uh, who's a director of Community Solutions. So, the current climate, bankers are in, lenders are out. So I hear the same story from bankers around the country. When asked if their bank sees itself as transactional or relationship oriented, they'll reply, we say we're a relationship bank, but too many times we end up with single service clients. This is a problem because a bank with a high percentage of single service clients is inherently not a relationship bank. So banking in 2024 requires a different, more comprehensive approach to relationship building than what has worked for the last 15 years. You know, gone are the days when a bank could make money by piling up loans and funding them with cheap deposits. In today's rate environment, margins have been compressed industry-wide. On the horizon are potential charge-offs, shrinking deposit balances, and dwindling consumer stockpiles of cash. To adapt and survive in this environment, bankers must become bankers again. Uh, that means viewing relationships holistically, which includes understanding that today's customers are just as interested in their deposits as their loans. So, and then it goes on to say, basically say like, why does, why is relationship banking? Why is it better? Well, full and optimized relationships drive the profitability of any bank. Uh, data collected from our client base shows that 15% of the average bank's customer relationships are responsible for 75% of its deposits and 50% of its revenue. Uh, that kind of gets into the uh, the 80, you know, the 80 20 rule. Uh, you know, basically, you know, 20% of your customers are going to make up 80% of your revenues. So you always want to make sure that you're, you're, really staying on top of that 20, that top 20% of your customer base, because they are 
make they do make up the majority of your revenues. That's that's a fact, and you gotta you gotta stay on top of that. So, uh, is your bank committed to getting the most out of its relationships? Ask yourself the following questions: Does detailed knowledge of customer relationships exist outside your bank's heads? Does the bank know the profitability of individual customer relationship? Does each banker have the tools and information needed to serve and optimize their own customer relationship? So if your bank is truly committed to relationship banking, the answer to those three questions should be yes. Um, you know, and then it goes on to say like why full relationships matter to your customers. Um, you know, why full relationships matter to your bank. You know, many institutions think of themselves as relationship banks or their customers and account data tell a different story. Uh, and then it goes on to equipping your team. You know, while goals and strategies are set by leadership, relationships are built by bankers and branch employees whose success depends in part on how well they understand the current state and the potential value of individual relationships. Um, so and then it says, in conclusion, in 2024, the narrow path to growth runs through optimized relationships. So, um, Again, I think this 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 is a very um, interesting article that points out a lot of things right now. So I think that like so uh, I'll take um, I used to one of the banks I worked at. We used to use a Jack Henry core system, and they had Jack Henry has a product called Profit Stars, and Profit Stars was a relationship profitability system that you would basically put in all the information on the customer. You put the loans that they have with us. Uh, the deposits they have with you, uh, look at all of their different, uh, whether, like I said, if they have, if they use remote scanning, uh, if they use online banking, they look at all this stuff and basically spit you out a number and basically say, okay, what is the profitability of that customer? If, um, if a bank is not using a system like that, uh, it's going to be very difficult for them to figure out like who their best customers are. Like, how do you know at the end of the day, you know, again, it says in here, like, you know, a lot of banks would go to that, like, well, okay, well, who's your best customer? And a lot of times they'll just think of, oh, well, this is my biggest customer is obviously my best customer. That is not always true. Like, in other words, you know, you could, I could take a million dollar loan, but if all I have with that customer is just that million dollar loan, that's what they're talking about that when they say that they end up with kind of a single service client. So that, that is a million dollar loan on say an apartment building and they keep $5,000 in deposits in the bank on average. Like that's a single service client, um, you know, versus if I have a company that is a small business and I've got a, you know, I've got a half a million dollar line of credit. I've got an $800,000 mortgage on their building. Uh, they maintain a, a $350,000 in deposits in the bank on average. They're using online banking. They're using remote uh, check scanning system. They're using some other cash management services. Now I look at that customer and I see a, a, a way better profitability to the bank. And that is a true relationship for the bank. So it's just, it, like I said, it's interesting to think about this stuff because again, most bankers, I think, would agree that relationship banking is at the core of everything they do. It's at the core of their banking model. Uh, they don't want to be a transactional lender or a transactional bank. But when you when you start looking at a lot of the, the transactions that you do, you know, yeah, a lot of your clients do represent that single service client. It's it's just it just is. Uh, and I think that any bank out there. X amount of percentage of your clients are going to fit that category. But again, what you want to make sure of is that most of your clients are in that relationship box. So, and again, to the point here in today's rate environment, you know, margins are being compressed. 
you do have potential charge offs. You have shrinking deposit balances and, you know, the consumers are getting strapped. So, you know, we're going to have to go back to an environment that we were in 15, 20 years ago where you had to fight for deposits every day. You had to fight, fight, fight and really scrap for for every you know deposit that you could get out of customers. And you had to make sure it was a requirement, like basically like we're not going to lend you money unless you bring us your full deposit relationship. And I think we're we're definitely going to get back to those days if we're not back in those days already. So uh, so again, it's just a very interesting things to look at here. Um, you know, I think I would like to I would probably say that that pretty much every bank out there, again, is going to say that their their bank is built on a relationship model. But I think you have to ask yourself, is it is it really you know, can we identify who our best customers are? Do we do we have some kind of system here that tells us, you know, measures the profitability of those customers so we can really look at the totality of the relationship and really determine that it is, in fact, a relationship and not just a transaction and that we are, in fact, maximizing the return that the bank can earn on those customers. Um, and and are we providing the right customer experience? Like, are we providing the experience that is going to allow people to to uh, attract the proper customers and get them and get them into the bank and then retain them? Because uh, obviously, retainage is incredibly important. So, um, so like I said, so relationship banking. And I will say this: uh, I'm going to talk more in the next couple of months. I'm going to talk more about loan automation. And when I talk about loan automation, it's a subject that I know a lot about. And I'm going to talk about this this uh, this inherent conflict, if you will, between transactional banking and relationship banking. And and that is at the heart of loan automation. And I'll, like I said, I'll explain that in more detail in another episode when we kind of get to that point. But I just wanted to point out that. Uh, you know, relationship lending is very critical. It's critical to to every community bank out there. It's at the core of what they do. And it's something that you really got to be paying attention to. So so if you don't have a system right now that tells you who your best 20 clients are, you got to get something in place and you got to you got to have something in there to kind of figure that out. So, you know, you know who to take care of. Again, I mean, not that not that you're not taking care of all your clients, but just, you know, again, you got to put that emphasis on the top 20 percent because they're most likely producing 80 percent of your profits. So uh, so, again, just things to think about with relationship banking and what you're doing today and what you could be doing tomorrow and, you know, just, uh, you know, things to potentially work on. So anyway, uh, so if you liked this episode, please make sure to like, subscribe and share. That always helps the channel. If you have any comments, please leave them below. I always love to try to get back to people and let them uh, see if I can answer any of those questions for them. Uh, but please check out some of my up other episodes that I've posted uh, this weekend. And I got a lot more good stuff coming for everybody. And I will talk to you guys real soon. Thanks.